When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Napsuck Files. I'm Ken Napsuck with a very special guest. Yeah, that's right. I say that every week because I never lie to you guys. I always bring in very special people. He is, well, he's a comedian, he's a film pundit, he's a podcaster, and, and perhaps most important to me, he's a professional wrestler, but he's also a great guy. It's Jay Washington. Thank you for having me, man. I'm glad to be here. I'm very happy to be here. You are, let's just talk as best we can okay. about where we met. <laughs> it was someone's birthday party. <laughs> yes, literally. It was, Some, somebody, it was an open mic happening the same day yeah. you all were going to celebrate somebody's birthday party, yes. which was also including karaoke. Yes. Uh, every comedian before me was talking shit about y'all because everybody was buying drinks. and it, it was a, We were a loud group, and some, one person in particular was a loud They're bully. Very loud. Yeah, very loud. <laughs> And yeah, so yes, the and comics. What, yeah, the comics were just going in. And I'm like, I've always seen this in bars and other places. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, if they're spending money. They're more important than any comic right, in right. here at the moment. So by the time I go up, which is like next to last, I was like, everybody's been talking shit with about y'all. <laughs> I'm going to talk shit with y'all. Mm-hmm. So like before I went up, one of my buddies had told me who everybody was. And I was like, yeah. okay. I was yeah. like, well, I did some research. Uh, y'all need some more black people on the team. <laughs> and that's when a certain person was like, yeah, I want to hire you. Yeah, and yeah, then, <laughs> yeah. There was a, there was a, a YouTube brand that I used to work for. Yeah. Uh, it was Screen Junkies. Screen we could talk about that. Uh, but it was someone's birthday we won't talk about. But yes, um, and you, that's and that's the first time I saw you. You were very uh, just just calmly confident about like, hey guys, I need to, work, I need to do stuff with you. <laughs> and uh, I think it was like that Monday because it was a weekend birthday or something yeah. like that, like Monday or Tuesday. It was like, did you get that uh, Jay's information? We're like, yeah, let's track him down. Let's do it. And then, then you got launched into this world. You've been doing other things for a long time. Let's be clear. I, I hadn't been, but I hadn't been into this world yeah. until that moment. Yeah. And I actually was talking to uh, the real rejects, Greg, Greg Alba and John Humphrey, a while, about a couple months ago. And they were like, it's been like you just blew up. <laughs> In this scene, like you just blew up in the internet world so fast yeah. and so quick. Like, how do you feel? I'm like, it's surreal. Yeah. Like, I didn't, in, in a moment's notice, I went from being, uh, I'm working, trying to make my name known, to being practically famous on YouTube. <laughs> and it, it's been fun, man. I yeah. enjoy every moment of it. And, and your work is spilled over into the Schmodown, where you're the mouth of the Schmodown. And I definitely will talk about that yes. uh, later on. But yeah, it's opened up. It's weird. It opens up a, uh, opens up to you, to you to more people because it's more intimate. Yes. Much like stand-up comedy, but it's more intimate. People see you and they're like, it's Jay, that guy I hang out with. It, it's it's fun because I've had people who've asked me to do now their film podcasts or different yeah. things. And they were like, let's talk about the showdown. Let's talk about Screen Junkie. Let's talk about Hyper or all these different yeah. places. Or how do you feel about all this? I'm like, it's, a, it's amazing. I get to talk about things I love, things I do. I get to be me. Yeah. And then when I get to walk, first of all, I never thought. I thought I was just an average dude in L.A., to sure. be honest, because I moved here from Chicago. I've seen what you bench press. You're not an average I'm dude. I'm an average dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I thought I would just walk around LA and just be yeah. able to trying to be a dude trying to make it. When I started having people stop me on the streets in Los Angeles, yeah, like yo, I'm such a fan of you. I'm like, do you know who I am, or do you have me confused with another big black dude? <laughs> like, because I've been mistaken for Warren Sapp, CeeLo Green, Frank Thomas, all them in Los Angeles before. Warren Sapp, I can see. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. At that, I tweeted him on Father's Day. He didn't tweet me back, uh, <laughs> but. People start noticing yeah. who I am as a fan, and then become a fan of yo. When are you going to be doing stand up? Because they'll watch me on one of the shows, yeah. one of the channels, and they'll say, "Where are you be at doing stand up?" And I'm like, "I'll be here." And then they come, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah. this is how it works for Mark Ellis." <laughs> yeah, life life is so easy for Mark Ellis, it's, baby carrot. It, it, it's it's amazing, man. It's, it's it's been a great ride. I'm loving every yeah. moment of it. You where, know? where did this all begin? Chicago, obviously. Chicago. Take, take me back to those heady days of your youth. In Born Chicago. and raised in Chicago, South Side of Chicago, product mm-hmm. of the. Uh, like my t-shirts used to say when I wrestled Ghetto born, ghetto bred, product of the streets Born yeah. in Inglewood area of Chicago One of the roughest neighborhoods okay. um, Was a pro wrestler For going on nine years at the time Okay So at that time I started working for a medical For a chiropractic company as a medical biller yeah, yeah. We got free chiropractic service. I'd never been to a chiropractor. I was like, let's go. That's gold for a wrestler. Right. I didn't know. I went. So I finally had gotten my back adjusted, my spine adjusted. I was like, oh, ma'am, you cracked spots in me. I've never had cracked. And then I got to get an x-ray. That's when everything sort of changed. Oh. Because I got my neck x-rayed. Yeah. And the doctor pulled me over. It was a black lady. She was like, let me, let me talk to you for a second. I was like, what's up? She's like, look at this. She's like, you see your neck? I was like, it looks it look straight. She was like, yeah, that's the problem. Your neck is supposed to bend like a backward C. <laughs> your vertebrae are going straight up and down. I don't know what it is you're doing, mm. but you're going to have to stop or your vertebrae will fuse. Uh, I was like, huh? Yeah. She was like, but luckily you, we've caught it so yeah. I can give you techniques to help get the bend back. Okay. So she did that. And in the process, I'm like, well, I enjoy wrestling, but yeah. I, have a, I have a kid at the time. I got one son at the time. I'm like, oh. Well, what can I do? I'm right. still wrestle a little bit. I probably won't do as much crazy stuff. And then I was on Facebook. I would always going make... to tag teams, man. Oh, I was I was a tag team specialist, <laughs> but I still ended as a Your tag team. Take the heat. I know what. I always took it. I always took really? it. That was the problem. I always took the heat. Yeah, yeah. And and Willie would always be like, "I'm too over this, man." <laughs> we were like the two black rigs and Murtaugh. Like he was Murtaugh and I was Riggs. <laughs> I was Riggs. I was doing everything, and so. I would always yeah. be on Facebook just making funny little statuses and stuff like right. that. And uh, one day, a girl who had an entertainment company, she was like, you're funny. You ever thought about doing stand-up? I was like, kind of, but I wouldn't know how to go into it, blah, yeah. blah, blah. She was like, let's meet. And uh, we met. And she was like, I know somebody having an open mic. All you got to do is write five minutes worth of jokes and right. just see what happens. I was like, well, I get on the mic in wrestling all the time. I'm good with this. Yeah. Write five minutes worth of jokes. Go do my first open mic at the Checkerboard Lounge in Hyde Park. It's a historical landmark. I think they haven't tore the building down because of its historical value. Did my first open mic. I destroyed. Yeah. It's like, I got this. It was a bunch of Chicago heavy hitters there. Yeah. Uh, Laurel Howery of Get Out, the Carmichael Show. Yep. Bunch of other people were there. They were like, yo, you good. Yo, you keep doing it. It's like, yo, I'm good. I got this. I'm good. <laughs> I go back the next week. I write a different five minutes. Yeah. I don't understand how stand-up goes. So I write another you know, five jokes. minutes. Good. Right, I got some new jokes. Man, I go up again. I bomb so hard. I was like, wait, what just happened? What was this? The first 100 don't count. That's what I've been told for years. Dude, first I, bom- 100 don't I count. bombed for almost two years straight. Wow. Two months after I started stand-up. Mm-hmm. I entered myself into a stand-up comedy competition. Yeah. Like a dummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went and I went on stage. I wrote new jokes right. for this competition. I was like, yo, this is going. I literally said to myself, this is going to kill him. 
I literally said that. Yeah. I went on stage and I bombed so bad people didn't even want to say anything. They just stared. <laughs> Did you have friends there? Oh my god, no. Thank God. Good. I Good. went in my car that I had rent borrowed from my girlfriend at the time. I cried in the car like a girl. I was like, I don't know what happened. I, I thought I was good. I was in tears. Wow. I was in tears. And then, you know, just constantly keep working at it. And then my buddy Ryan Buds, who I met, he's a comedian out here now. Um, he does a lot of trivia shows. Ryan had done this thing called 30 Sets in 30 Days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's interesting. All right, let me try it. So I did 30 sets mm-hmm. in 30 days, straight, nonstop. But then I said, you know what, let's see if I can go to 50. Right. And I did 50. But then I was doing more than one set in a night. Right. So I was over 50 sets in 50 days. I was like, let's keep going. Let's see if I can hit 75. Got to 75. I said, you know what, I'm going to do 100. Yeah. I ended up doing about 126 sets in 100 days. Wow. That made me, A, hate all my material, yeah. B, learn how to be more comfortable, C, learn how to write more, and D, learn how to be sharp on the fly. Because yeah. I'm already quick with it when I was in the wrestling ring sure. on the microphone, but also I had to make sure I couldn't just be insulting yeah, yeah, with yeah. stand-up now. And so that helped me a lot. And then The it, reps. The reps helped out a lot. And then it was like now I started getting opportunities to do this and that and go on the road and do little one-nighters here and there and headline yeah. little hole in the walls and rinky dink bars i was doing show i tell somebody mm-hmm. you don't know struggle in comedy until you've done a show where the only thing blacker than you is the night sky <laughs> like no other black people there in town, <laughs> in town but you on the flyer they know you coming and you like this ain't gonna be good <laughs> but i've done all those and then i started getting the opportunities to do the clubs and then yeah i started working with bigger names the first like real big opportunity I had was to open for Tommy Davidson. Oh, and, great love! And yeah, Tommy's super cool yeah. guy, and him and I clicked real quick. Yeah, yeah. And that was like, okay, I can start meeting these people. I can start working, and I would just keep putting myself out there. Whether if you know, just putting myself out there, just taking a chance, and I'm here. I am now. Well, this all starts on a chance. This all starts on you saying, oh, "All yeah. right, I'll give something a try." Do you do you wish you had? Uh, do you wish you? Or, or I guess it's, it's it's better that you didn't have uh, any fear or trepidation at the time. You were falsely confident. Oh yeah, absolutely. But that, that was to your advantage. <laughs> Being falsely confident yeah. helped because if I thought if I was just cool yeah. the whole time, yeah. I probably wouldn't have pushed myself as hard. Yeah. I'm like I'm good. I'm comfortable. I yeah, know yeah. where I'm at. Even though I feel like at the point now I'm good at what I do, I still push myself. Mm-hmm. I still am like, all right, I'm tired of these jokes. Let me do something new. Let me either work on these and make them better or just write something new and force myself to be stronger. And I'm glad for that. You know, yeah. I have to I have that work that work ethic. I'm a workhorse. Yeah. I the term I learned from wrestling, I translated into stand up, being a workhorse. I am yeah. constantly trying to work and improve myself in every way. And is that easy, though? Do you find – because sometimes it's self-motivation. <laughs> if self-motivation, and that's hard, and stand-up and wrestling are they're, – they're, they're, they're related, distant cousins mm-hmm. in the sense of you, you have to – a lot of reps. You have to put yourself out there. You're on your own a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. It is, it is very hard to be a workhorse by myself because mm-hmm. when it comes to – I'm I'm almost I'm pretty much ten years in in the business now, right, right. and I've been able to do TV shows and film. Yeah, and I have an agent who represents me for commercials and theatrical, which is TV and film, and in commercials, of course. And then I have a voiceover agent, but I don't have anybody that does anything for stand up for me. Yeah, yeah. Everything stand up I do is my own, 
And that is the hardest part. Yeah. Because not only do I have to perfect being Jay Washington on stage, I have to still keep that business acumen of what I've always had to show how I can promote and market myself and try to pitch myself to different other entities. Yeah. A lot of times, it's, and the door is closed because I'm the talent. Right, right. So... I'm always pushing myself there, and then that's where the the disappointment and the heartbreak can come in because a lot of times those doors are shut. Right. You know, and I'm like, yo, I'm just as able to do this as anybody else. I just need the opportunity. So a lot of times when I get down on myself, it's because I can't break through that barrier. That's right. It's like a glass. It's not even a glass ceiling. It's a glass wall right in front of me. <laughs> I can see what's on the other side, but I'm blocked from going yeah. ahead. And so I deal with that a lot, and yeah. uh, it, it frustrates me a lot, especially being a father too, a father mm-hmm. too. So because everything I do is not for me, it's for the betterment of my kids. I'm trying to leave a legacy where I want to have a career where I'm so successful, I'm so stable, where my kids don't have to, but they will know how to work hard. Sure. They don't have to work hard, but they'll know their father put in this work for them if they need to. Here was the blueprint of how to do it. So that's why I am the way I am. Uh, No, and it sounds very good. And you approach things, your your energy behind things is great. Uh, you. you. You show up. You, you're you're like I got it. Let's do it. But but you're so easy to work with too. That's the one thing. Like <laughs> you know, you y- you have a plan. You know what to do. You're confident in your abilities. But to hear that you you know you struggle at some point uh, is is interesting because we're all going to go through that too. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, and I want to go back a little bit back to professional wrestling mm-hmm. too, uh, and also back to growing up here in the South Side of Chicago. Okay, where did you envision yourself? Could did you have the chance to envision yourself? Did you have where am I going to be? Or was it WrestleMania? Like how did how does wrestling coming there, about? And there that was lead to there was a consistent dream of just coming down the ramp at Monday Night Raw. Yeah, WrestleMania actually for some reason wasn't the biggest thing to do. Sure, it was just being on Monday TV. Night Raw. Mm-hmm. You know that was that was the big thing for me. Um, I had always dreamed about it. I had always envisioned the. And, you know, having the ring announcer call my name, coming out the curtain, whether it be myself or partner. Yeah. Don't care who's in the ring already or if I got a match just coming down that aisle. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the opportunity. My tag partner, uh, if I ever go back in the ring, he still wants to do it because he <laughs> won't let it go. <laughs> Willie DeBond Richardson, I love him to death, man. Right. I spent, like I said, almost the better part of 20 years learning the business from him. He's done a lot. He's worked with so many people. And I I wouldn't be the man that I was in the ring because sure. I had to be separate from him but be better than him. Yeah. But I couldn't be better than somebody who was still better than me. Yeah. It pushed me. But we had the opportunity at one point to almost go into TNA. Yeah, yeah. And this is when TNA still was an hour. So this tells you how long ago it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jerry Lynn was one of the agents. Yeah. And we've done several shows with Jerry. So we we knew Jerry. Jerry knew us. He knew of us. He saw what we did. He watched us. He was told us one show. I'll never forget. He said, I love you guys. I love what you do. I want to bring you in. But as you know, we already got too many guys for a one-hour show. Yeah. We're possibly going to get two hours. If we get two, I'm bringing you all in. We right. were like, bet. This is a shot. <laughs> TNA gets two hours. Jerry Lynn quits. Yeah. I said, oh, what the f- <laughs> And I mean, that we had so... the other connection. It was like we had the connection with Christopher Daniels because Christopher yeah. Daniels started at Windy City Pro Wrestling, where yeah. Willie came from. I'm a former Windy City Pro Wrestling heavyweight champion. So we all have that lineage and that tie, and Danny knows us. Yeah. But it's like we didn't want to use that. You know, Danny's still trying to, he was still, even though as long as he's been in the business, yeah. 
finally trying to get somebody to take real notice to him. Absolutely. Uh, Daniels worked my shows in 2001 in MPW. <laughs> yes. With his Fallen Angel. And it was yes. like still, he, he had those close calls that you're having. Yeah, those very close calls. So, you know, that kept pushing me uh, doing that and then working with so many people. And I will yeah. say, I am grateful for the friendships I've made through that. I still keep them to this day. In wrestling? Yeah. Yes. I mean, There's something special about it's those some, it's, You know it. It's something yeah. about going up and down these roads. It's something mm-hmm. about just you putting yeah. yourself on the line for people. There's a saying in wrestling, if no one has ever heard it, you will beat the hell out of your friends, but you will protect a stranger in the ring in a minute. Yeah. Your friends, you you like, yo, what are we doing? Yeah. All right, someone bop, 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 hit me. Let, man, let me have it. Right. But make sure I can still get it. You know, yeah, you yeah. call something. Well, yeah, if you go hang around with old school wrestlers, mm-hmm. as they do every year in Vegas for the CAC, the Cauliflower Alley Club, and you go out there, and these guys, 60s, 70s, 80 years old, mm-hmm. uh, they got these these war stories that are great, but there's there's a kinship and a bond there that it's still strong, and they haven't maybe haven't seen each other in 15 years. But they, I always, it's, people it's say I really brag good. on it uh, a lot of times. I'm like, yeah, because these are my buddies. I watched them come up. I have a lot of friends who are currently on the rosters of, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to call it Impact or Global Force, whatever they're going to yeah, call it. whatever it is. But also the WWE. Yeah. I got a lot of buddies who work for the WWE currently, and I'm happy to see what right. they've done. Right. You know, I correspond. We talk a lot. You know, every time, we, you know, we're either DMing each other, we're texting each other, we're talking like, yo, just keep your head up. Like, look, I know what it looked like. Yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing. Right. You know, and we, we'll talk and we'll encourage it. Like, one time... <laughs> I recently thought about going back in the ring full time before I had some BS happen that lost my gear. I'll tell you about that mm-hmm. later. But I posted like on my Facebook page. I had my my boots and everything. It was like, yo, maybe 2017, the Urban Gladiator makes a return to the ring. Yeah. I put it on like my Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. All of a sudden, I start getting phone calls and text sure, sure. messages like, yo, what is wrong with you? I was like, what do, what do you mean? You got out. That's exactly what they you said. Got out. That's exactly what they said. You out. <laughs> Stay out. I was like, what? what? Hold on. I could go. Look. Yeah, yeah. Some of us have to do this. Yeah, yeah. You don't. Think of your neck. Think, think, think of your body in general. Yeah. You don't have to go through this anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, I miss it sometimes. I mean, it's fun. You know, I'm like, I miss it. And they're yeah. like, listen, I can understand you missing it, but you're out. Stay out. Yeah. You got something better. You know, we always, we're here. Yeah. We always still cool, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, whatever. <laughs> well, let's talk about changing goals then as well, because you're talking about coming up, uh, you have this goal, get into wrestling. You have you have a co- accomplished career in mm-hmm. wrestling, make mm-hmm. no mistake. Uh, WWE is not always the end game. But it, it sure was, is not, it's which not. I'm learning. <laughs> it, learning. So, But you're learning that, and you're also in, in, in maybe having to give up a dream or, or a yes. specific goal, you found another path, and that is sometimes hard, and it's easy to look back now oh. <laughs> and go, well, this worked out. I'll never forget, I was with one company, Vanguard Wrestling All-Star Alliance, VWAA, Dang. and uh, the the bookers and the promoters, they did a, a, a breakdown of everybody, yeah. of what they were trying to move forward to the new year, and they were doing a breakdown of where they think the person is, mm-hmm. where they can go, is there a future? And I'll never forget, the evaluation on me said, uh, trauma. Is burning the candle at both ends. Mm. Not sure if he'll stay in the business too much longer. Mm. He could, but he has other things growing. And I looked at it. I was insulted for a second, right? Because I read. I was like, "Yo, how you gonna how you gonna question my love to this business that I'm right, in?" Right. But at the same time, I really was questioning myself. Right. It was for almost a year and a half, two years. I didn't tell my wrestling partner. I didn't tell Willie. I didn't tell our manager, C. Red. I didn't tell any of the Soul Touches, which are Marche Rocket, who is in Global Force, mm-hmm. Acid Jazz. We're all collectively Soul Touches. I didn't tell any of them that I'd really started doing stand up. Right, right. They didn't. They didn't know about it. So 
it would be times where I started getting good in stand-up, and I started getting booked. Yeah. And I'd be booked on a Saturday night at 8 p.m. What does that mean I can't do? I can't work. (laughs) I can't wrestle. wrestle. So it was one. I never forget. Willie got so mad at me mm-hmm. because we were building something as the team. Yeah, and he was like, "Yo, you gonna have to make a decision." I was like, "I can't." Right. I said, "I can't do that because if I say I'm gonna stop stand up, I'll be mad at myself. If I say I'm gonna stop wrestling, I'm gonna right. be mad at myself. I gotta let nature do what nature is gonna do for me. Nature is gonna make this decision. Yeah. Nature and God are gonna make this decision if I'm done with one or the other. Yeah. yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah. You know, granted, I, I always try to pull myself back, but everything's like, um, you got a stage to be on, you got a, you got a camera <laughs> well, to be in front of. Look, so. I still think you can pop in, uh, you know, up uh, my, my old stomping grounds, MPW, more fucking do. Let me tell you something. Spot, I've, I've, I've been looking at. Uh, but you get that taste, and you might come back. I'm going to tell you something. I, uh, because I had an incident where I'm, I had all my stuff when I was moving out here, I lost mm-hmm. my car, and all my wrestling gear was in it, 20 oh, years yeah. worth, and everything was gone. I was like, yo, how would I ever get back in? Yeah. Well, the it, the idiot in me was like, yo, you can always buy a pair of black wrestling shoes or black regular running shoes that you can move in and get comfortable in. Yeah. Get a pair of kick pads. You still got your knee pads. You know how to get a singlet. You know how to, what you wore anyway was a pair of made shorts and a t-shirt. Right. You can get that done. It's not hard, Jay. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, Jay? It's not. That might be my Christmas gift to myself. <laughs> hey, put on a suit. You can be like Mr. Hughes back I, in the day. I man. did that. Yeah? I did a Hughes. <laughs> I did a Mr. Hughes gimmick. Actually, I was a, that one of my characters' name was J.D. Hughes. I love it. It was J.D. Hughes based off his Mr. cousin. Yeah, his cousin, which is l- perfect for pro l- wrestling. Little nephew. <laughs> yeah. So your career goals have changed, and but but uh, you're out here now. When did you make that decision to come out to? LA. So I had actually come visit out here in January of 2015. Okay. Uh, I came out here for like a month. I wanted to see it. I wanted to experience it. I need to know what the comedy scene was like. I need to know what the feel of the town was like. Right. And when I came out here, I was able to do some shows because of course I'm from out of town. I don't live here. So right. it's like you get them, get them while get you're them. here. But I also saw some of the hardness, hard hardships people had to go through. Mm. I saw the work people had to put in. I had friends who were like, listen, it's yeah. not glamorous. It's not an easy road doing this. And I was like, you know what? That's okay. I said, um, also, it's January and I'm out here. It's 93 degrees. Yeah. It's 93 from, degrees. Yeah, from Chicago. I'm from think. Chicago. Yeah. So I'm like, that's kind of thing a lot. <laughs> so that happened. And um, yeah. I was still working in Chicago. I had done some commercials. And four or five months later, well, three months later, I'd actually auditioned for Spike Lee Chirac. Uh-huh. And I auditioned, and a couple weeks later, I found out I booked the role. It was cool. Yeah. It's like, I'm good. I'd actually have booked another movie before then. When I booked Chirac, I was like, well, I probably just got a basic little small role. Didn't know I had one of the main roles mm-hmm. as Wesley Snipes' right-hand man. And I was like, oh, I got something to my name now. Right, right. Because I also knew I couldn't come out here to do stand-up in L.A. and not have any credits to my yeah, name. Yeah, and I'd be, yeah. Because I'd be beyond the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. You know? So it's like, oh, I got a movie. So I, was, I talked to my then-girlfriend, my daughter's mom, and we were like, well, what do you think about moving west? She's from Tacoma. She's in Tacoma, Washington now. Right. I was like, I can go west. You know, after the movie comes out, you know, get everything situated. You and the baby come down here. Boom. She's Boom. like, well, it sounds like a plan. I said, because I don't want to do this unless you're comfortable with it. Yeah. Because I didn't want to make that decision. I had my family. Yeah, yeah, people writing on that decision. I didn't want to make that decision. And so my son is in Indianapolis with my with my ex-wife, and I'm like, he's good. Right. My son's in a medical magnet school. He can matriculate Got all the way it. through high school. I'm not taking him out of that for nothing yeah, anyway. So he's good. And I was like, okay, I can come out here. And so mm-hmm. Chirac was coming out 
December 2nd. We had the premiere in Chicago, like the 23rd or whatever week that week was before. Yeah. I drove out here and drove out here and got out here December 1st, 2015. Uh-huh. And I was like, yep, let's do it. And it's it's been so much of a test yeah. from the moment I got to L.A. that it kept making me feel like you might have you might have made the wrong decision where I was like, oh, I can go back. I'll just go back. Yeah. But every time I've had these instances where I'm like, I'll go back. I push and persevere through, and so I'm still here. What 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 gets dark for you? What is it? Uh, external stuff, internal both. stuff. It's both. Yeah. Uh, what hits I, the hardest? Uh, the external, because the external reflects on the internal. The external mm. allows me to think that it makes me feel that I'm not doing enough as myself internally. Mm-hmm. I battle with depression. I battle with right. severe depression. I just recently found out talking to my therapist, which I never thought I'd do. <laughs> I never thought you'd have. I never thought I'd have a therapist. That you'd move to LA and have it there. Dude, first, right? Those people go are hand back hand. home are like Jay. What Jay? Who? Together? What? Well, because I'm from. I'm, I'm black. I say. I always say this, and people think it's just a cop out. As a as a black man born on the south side of Chicago from right. a family that is a predominantly Christian family, you'll mm. learn that when you're supposedly depressed, yeah, you pray on it. When you you just give right, it to right. God, which I am a spiritual dude. Yeah, but too. at some points, it just doesn't let go. Yeah, it's hard. I'm human. So, I finally found out when I talk. I got a uh, therapist out here. I'd been battling depression since my mother passed in 2007. Okay, my mother and I, our birthdays are a day apart. My birthday's August 25th. Hers August 25th, 26th. Right. My mother passed September 5th, a week after our birthday, mm. on her 50th, a week of her 50th birthday. Gotcha. So I never have fully gotten past that, and it was always the Am I making her proud? My dad died when I was five. Okay. My father passed with a diabetic heart attack. He was on his way home to see my mom and I when yeah. my mother was pregnant with my brother. My brother never met our father. Gotcha. Uh, and I'm always Am I making my parents proud? Yeah, yeah. And so then it's now, it's, am I making my parents proud? Am I making my kids proud? Yeah. Well, when I got here, you know, the housing situation I was supposed to have with a cousin, when I got here, she was like, I didn't say that. I was like, yes, you did. You showed up with bags and she's like, hit the bricks? No. So I <laughs> called her. She was like, I don't remember telling you that. I was like, I wouldn't have drove out here. <laughs> so luckily I had a buddy from Chicago. I was like, you can crash here a couple of weeks. I was like, cool. I was like, that's all I need. Let me get myself situated. Right. So I got myself situated. I, got, I found an apartment, got a roommate. That was the I never had a roommate like that, mm. just a Craigslist roommate. Yeah, rando. Oh, oh god, that was the worst experience. Of I can't. My life. I still haven't done it. So I was like, oh, this will never happen again. Yeah. And then I had that experience, and I moved to another spot uh, where I was just going to stay there for like a month and a half to get situated again. And I went home to Chicago to film a movie. And when I came back. The dude who had, whose apartment name was in, he had left and moved to Vegas. He had other people <laughs> staying in there, and then half of my clothes and stuff had gotten stolen. Uh, I said, you know what? I, I just, I can't. I can't. And so I, I hit, I, you know, yep. I was just stressed out. I was like, yo, yep. let me just focus. Let me focus. I hit up a friend. She was like, yo, you crashed here for a second. I did. And then all of a sudden, I was like, cool, I'm going to crash here. And uh, then out of nowhere, she flipped out and was like, well, you got to go. I was like, okay, I had no one else call. So I literally stayed in my car right. for like a week and a half, two weeks, and very few people knew it. And uh, I was just like, all right, I'll push through. And then a buddy of mine was like, look, I'm going to help you out real quick. Yeah. He's like, I, I came with some money, I'm going to put you in a hotel. I was like, I don't know how that's going to work. He's like, don't worry about it, I got you. So I stayed in the hotel for a minute. Yeah. And then I went through all this stuff, and then I had the issues with my license plate in Chicago, my yeah. car. 
my license plates from Illinois got stolen because my out here my registration was messed up from Chicago because I bought yeah. the car for my boy and it the, it was in his mom's name it was so crazy I had an associate I knew out here and I use the term associate now because he's not a friend anymore <laughs> who was like yo in California you can do a register license plates put this on your car I was like cool yeah. found out the plate was stolen sure didn't know that so then my car gets towed they don't tell me that you only have thirty days to get it out all of a sudden my stuff's in my car yeah. it's forty two days they've sold my car with all my stuff in it i'm freaking out this is like jay washington's no good very bad day (laughs) but all this is happening while all of you all know me yeah yeah that's the thing yeah unless i told you yeah you never knew right everybody's like wait what yeah all the times I'm doing shows Mm. i'm on you're loving me and laughing at me on youtube and tv and film I'm going through all my. I tell everybody yeah. this: my professional life is amazing. My personal life is hell. Yeah, yeah. But and then I finally broke down and got a when I got my uh, therapist. Yeah, I got my therapist. He finally put me on medication. I was like, "Yo, I'm skeptical about this." I was like, "I'm gonna be honest." Yeah, I'm skeptical about taking pills to try to be normal. Yeah, I just can try to suck it up. And then he was like, "Well, I'm gonna tell you how I know you can't because the reason you're finally here, and the reason that happened was I ended up at one point almost jumping out of a window mm-hmm. about five, six months ago. What month are we in? We're in October, October. About five, six months ago, I almost jumped out of a window. Mm. And my buddy, who's my podcast co-host, one of my best yeah. friends, he was like, "All right, that's it. You went to this hospital." I yeah. said, "I ain't going nowhere." He said, "Look, I'm gonna tell you something. You either going willingly, or I'm gonna <laughs> have some people take you." Right. I said, man, I'm not going. I'm not having to have nobody thinking I'm crazy in the hospital. Again, the mentality I have yeah, yeah, it's, it's, coming from where I'm from. And he was like, yo, so I go. They give me some medication. All of a sudden, I finally set up to get to see my therapist. And we start talking. And now I'm like, oh, uh, I feel a little bit better yeah. because he knows where to have this conversation with me, where to go. where to go. And it's like I would do this for my friends, but now I've got somebody doing it for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, where did, so I totally get like raised in a Christian home, too. And my parents encouraged counseling, and when I ended up in therapy, they were supportive, mm. to be clear, especially if they're listening. Um, but I understand what you mean. Pray on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're hurt? Pray on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that still doesn't mean you got to go to the doctor, all that stuff. But So that that's influencing you. And then as, and just culturally, where, you, where you're from in Chicago, you're not going to say, guys, I got my therapist, right? right. You know what? I, I, no, because I'm, yeah. I'm from a neighborhood where we all have too much pride to say it. Right. But the weird thing about that was I'm from the south side of Chicago. Yeah. Stand up brought me to a part of the city I never would normally be in. Yeah. The north side. Like I would go there once in a blue moon, but now because of stand up, I'm there almost every night. Mm. And I'm seeing so many people talking about some, oh my therapist, my therapist, my therapist. I'm like, yo. Oh, interesting. I'm like, yo, y'all, y'all sitting here acting like this is a badge of honor or something. Like, I don't <laughs> want to be that dude. Kind of. You know, but, but yeah. I was like, I didn't want to be that dude. Yeah. And then again, I didn't do it in Chicago. And then I got out here and everybody's like, I got a therapist and blah, blah, blah. Sure. I was like, of course, because you're going crazy trying to have a career. Right. But then I ended up having everything I went through. And now, you know, I again, I was doing the whole pray on it, pray on it. And it was just, I couldn't shake that dark cloud over me. Yeah. My brain couldn't reset right for yeah. me. And then I just had to go. And I'm, that's, I'm, that's a, So that's a brave decision in a lot of ways, th- seeking help in, in any situation. Yeah. But, but it seemed like for you, you had to really overcome some 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 stuff buried deep. It's like you said it several times, like, I'll be all right. I'll pull through. Yeah, I'll pull which through. Which isn't a bad mentality. No. But... When it adds up and it adds up. Dude, I was telling myself all the time, man, I'm going to go to the gym, I'll run, I'll go lift, you know, I'll I'll focus and clear my head, which it might do for two hours. Yeah, yeah. 
But after two hours, I'm back to normal. Right. So that in itself was like, oh, you got to really figure out what you need to do. And, and if, if I may ask, and it's my show, I'll ask, and you can say no. So when you're at this window point, because I was, mm-hmm. I, I had two episodes myself, mm-hmm. and a gun to my head and almost jumped off a building mm-hmm. in, in, in 03 and 04. Uh, what's through your, did that moment make you change, or did it, what, did it need to have your friend saying, I'm going to grab somebody you take, by the neck? Yeah, I needed somebody so to take Even in that moment, looking down. I was still, I was, I was done. I was like, yeah, everything yeah. is going wrong. I thought I literally was. Tell, I literally said this: everything is going wrong. Mm-hmm. Everything I thought that could possibly happen was a lie. Me being successful is a fallacy and it'll never come true. Mm. I'm a failure to myself. I'm a failure to my kids. Mm. My kids are better off without me. Mm-hmm. Why need to have? Why have a failure as a father around? All of those things kept spiraling through my spiraling, head. Yeah, you know, consistently, and mm. it was just like I'm. I'm gonna go. Yeah. And I, I literally tell you, probably, if it wasn't for Bobby Hill taking me to the hospital, I probably wouldn't be here, mm. you know, because I wouldn't have well, got first, myself. first, we thank you, Bobby Hill. Yeah, thank you, Bobby. <laughs> you know, I, I had to get myself in order. I had yeah, to yeah. sit there and say, all right, this has to be done now. Because mm. even to, he got to the point when, uh, I remember he said, the doctor's prescribed me medication. He was like, are you taking the, med- taking the meds? Sure. You know, are you not just holding them and just, you know. <laughs> Selling them on the street. <laughs> and I was like, nah, I got them. And then I remember when I first got my medication for my, uh, <laughs> yeah. I remember when I first got my first antidepressants from my therapist, he gave me Lexapro. Mm. And I told him, I said, hey, man, after like two, three days, I was like, I can't take this no more. He's like, why not? I was like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> He's like, you can't what? I can't come. He's like, what? I was like, man, this, this is a great feeling to be able to keep going, but you want to be able to be done. He's like, oh, okay. So that's the serotonin. And he gave me something else. And then I have then because I didn't. I don't sleep. I don't yeah. sleep. Right. So like on the average, I sleep three and a half, four hours a night on the average. Okay. Well, you and The Rock share that, so you're okay. <laughs> you're all right, And man. so he was like, you know, that's not good. So he gave me an antidepressant to help me sleep, Okay. which I didn't know when he gave me that. Well, knock my ass out. I woke up one morning. I was like, good morning, sunshine. <laughs> and it, it just, life felt brand new. But mm. it, to be able to say now I can take these yeah. to help make myself better. Now I can do what needs to be done to get myself in order. Professionally, I'm good. Now I'm worried about the personal me. Yeah. Now I'm worried about getting this person in order who has to be able to provide eventually for his son and his daughter. Right. This person who has to, you know, his career is for him, but it's also to make waves for somebody else. Right. So now I'm doing that, and I'm grateful for that part. You're great, and 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 uh, you say, and it's always going to be a process, and you're going to have your good get yes. good ba- good days, bad days. We know that. But when you're taking that help, and you finally take the pills and all that, and I understand because I I never did, but I was offered, and and sometimes maybe wish I did mm. uh, different different stories for different people mm-hmm. but but when you when you finally you're in there Bobby has grabbed you and forced you in there and you start taking this help uh how are you feeling right now with that with that idea oh now I'm better yeah now I'm better at first I was like because at, at the point I was like well this is my last resort sure next to being gone yeah so let me just figure out what's gonna happen mm-hmm. let me just try it yeah, it can't. I can't go wrong trying these medications. And the doctor, uh, I remember him way. telling me, he was like, "It's not gonna. You're not gonna feel any difference right away." Yeah, he said it may take a week, it may take a couple weeks, it may take a month, but it's not gonna be right away. So yeah. do not think that the moment you take the pill, within an hour, two hours, you'll feel something different. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so I just kept. Tr- I trusted it. I literally had to trust him. I trust him, and I took him, and I took him, and I took him, and I was like, eventually, I started feeling a little click different. Mm. I was like, oh, I don't feel 
so down. I can actually go out and do stuff. Yeah. I don't just want to stay balled up in a bed all day. Mm. I don't want to just stay secluded from everybody. So that was a great feeling. And and you're talking to, and I understand it fully. This is why I think it would be helpful to discuss it too. And I'm interested because professionally you're sort of going. You're you're talking about a time frame in which I've known you. You're talking about a time frame which I've hugged you Fridays at Schmodowns. Yes. And I understand the 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 two sides to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like where you're not just saying you're putting on a face. You're professionally having a good time. Right. You're professionally delivering. But behind the curtain is this is going on. This is going and that, on. that's pretty common, I think, for a lot of people that suffer it. But it's 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 an interesting dichotomy that I'm fascinated by because then because I'm I know mm-hmm. because I spent and I still deal with it. Um, and I have some dark days, and I'm on there talking about Star Wars, and no one could figure it out. I know it, but now I'm hearing it from you, and I'm like, Jay? Jay was like that, and I knew him, and I didn't even know? Yeah. I would so I would go, yeah. I would Steve. be. I'd be, you know, I would do all these different things, have so much fun. And like I yeah. said, like I said, professionally, I'm in, I'm in it. Yeah. I'm there. I'm not phoning anything in. Yeah. That's- I'm in the moment where I need to be professionally. I'm on set on some other things and like, yeah. yo, I'm delivering. Yeah, yeah. Get off set and everything. And just like, well, take us back to normalcy. Yeah. That's uh, look, uh, that moment. Uh, that's a, that is a fascinating point. It is those moments where I would go on stage at the improv, kill in front of 220 people, get off stage and think I am shit. Mm-hmm. I'm a horrible person, mm-hmm. not a bad comic or just, I need to go away. Yes, absolutely. And that is where the crux of the problem. Yes, is. it is. I, I've, I've had numerous nights like that where I've done shows, be at the improv with laugh factory mm-hmm. And people are loving me. They're having a blast with me. Right. I get off stage. Everybody wants to keep, you know, just keep talking to me, buying me shots or whatever, and just having, oh, my God, you, know, you, made my, you made my day so much better. I needed that. And at the same time, I'm like, I wish I could have been there for myself. It's like the story of the great Palagachi. Yeah. What we hear in Watchmen. Yeah. You know, like he tells him, <laughs> I said, go see the great Palagachi. He's like, here's the problem. I am Palagachi. Yeah. You know, and that's how I feel yeah. sometimes. And that's how, you know, I don't get me wrong. There's still days where I get a little down, but it's sure. not as bad. I won't say I'm completely just like, every day is sunshine and rainbows. That means I'm high. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I have, I'm human. So yeah. I have days where still it's like, it's, it's kind of rough, but yeah. it's not as bad and it's not as bleak as it was before. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I have the, it's the impulse is checked now the the suicidal tendencies are checked with me i don't have any fear now at this point and it's still a struggle um last year it got kind of dark too but even then when i got dark it wasn't the same mm-hmm. it wasn't the same as 2003 mm-hmm. and four um so you start to slowly get better but then you know two steps forward three steps back, back absolutely and all that kind of stuff there and you and you can try to focus on your career and that's the thing and it's a lesson we know as humans, we know that your career isn't going to fill you up. It's something else. It's I, which you is, know, and that's been a, that's that is amazing. You brought that up. So one of the hardest things that's happened to me recently as well mm-hmm. is losing my relationship with my daughter's mom, who was my girlfriend and my ex fiance for eight years. Right. Um, it happened around time when I ended up having to stay in my car. Oh, I had to stay in my car, and then some things was happening. She was like, "Well, maybe we should just be parents." And I was like, "Just please don't do this right now." Right. And that's been almost a year and a half. And that depression has hit me so hard because I lost my wife. Mm -hmm. And then the one person who I said I would never I would never get married again. Mm. I then proposed to because I knew I knew now this is what I wanted, who I was having a family with, who at a point I made some dumb mistakes, I'll admit. Mm -hmm. But then I was trying to, you know, because I got scared. I just didn't know what to do. And 
Mm-hmm. And then I lost her, and it's like I just been so I literally to this day still I'm like I see some people in happy relationships, <laughs> present company included, <laughs> and <laughs> but I, uh, I I see and I'm like I I envy it in the best way because sure. I see the smiles. Sure. You know, I see the smiles. I see the bliss. I see the happiness in different people. And I remember having that and I miss that. Yeah. I miss the occasional call to be sincere to say, hey, how are you? Yeah. I miss the getting off the phone and me saying I love you. Yeah. And here, I'm sorry, I'm almost about to cry. <laughs> and, and me here. I don't, don't want to make you cry, nah, but I know if what I do, if I do, I do. I just, it it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. And saying I love you too. Right. I, I miss those things, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's especially something that I, for lack of a better word, crave mm-hmm. while trying to go on this journey that I'm going alone. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I'll admit, I don't want to just jump into anything just to jump in it. I, I crave that genuineness that I had. Yeah. And yeah, everybody's like, well, you need to work on you. I am working on me. Sure. I am. But there's a part of me that is just completely empty. Right. You know, right. so that's that's another hard thing I deal with. So that's one. That's another thing where I have to delve into my career further to sure. try to block that part out of my mind. Yeah, and I see your posts where you're deleting all your friends who are in happy relationships. Hey, I notice we're still friends, so it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You know what? I I I'd said that, and uh, it was some people who were like, "Are you really?" I I will admit I did delete some people because it's like, look, I don't care. This is just I don't want to see this, and it was just so like y'all are just disgusting. Yeah, and there's others. I'm like, you know what? It is. Is what it is, but it was yeah. just I had. It was one of those when I had a bad day moment. Sure, I just was like unfriend, unfriend. Why are you here? How did you get here? You don't belong. I just was going off. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, it's at least you, you haven't given up hope. No, I haven't. I mean, I had given up hope. Maybe you need to give up hope. Maybe that's what it is. Because in my darkest hour, well, I yeah, I will yeah. say I will say. Let me rephrase it. I have given up hope because sure. I'll be honest. This is why. Yeah, my buddies, uh, Bobby Hill, and my co-host, of my podcast, yeah. and Xavier Lamar. They're like, yo, you in that, you in you in LA, you should be able to date and blah blah blah. I said, dude, I'm ugly in LA. Ain't nobody trying to holler at me. I said, I sit my little <laughs> ugly ass around here. He's like, see, that's how you thinking like that. I was like, bro, I've seen it happen. Okay, <laughs> so I just sit around by myself. And they're like, yeah. oh, it's like you know what, you you, you do you, you just you, do you. They, you. Just, they just let it go. Look, man, look at me. I'm an old gray bearded Logan. Uh, you know, uh, in, in the third hey, that, act of hey, his movie. Hey, that's hot in the streets. That's true. That's hot in these streets. <laughs> I have full faith in you there, and you got so much. Uh, going for you career-wise, uh, especially right now. I do want to talk about the Schmodown. This yes. movie trivia Schmodown over in Collider Video has uh, has brought out a lot of voices and it's brought new people to the space who get to have some fun competing in movie trivia, but it's wrapped up in the world of professional wrestling. And I just remember thinking early on, um, well, Jay Washington was built for this because Jay Washington is wrestling. Jay Washington yeah. is 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 great at this. And sure enough, you have uh, – I know you've got some big losses on the trivia side. And 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 you're gonna you're gonna rally, I'm sure. Compete. Hey man, first of all, let yeah. me just say the only loss I technically have is one. Yeah. I am one and one. I have True. one win over Robert Meyer Burnett and one loss to Mark Andrade. You're, you're right. You're right. I forget that Burnett. That was a big victory over Burnett. <laughs> you're right. I apologize. <laughs> I was thinking of were you in a oh maybe in the free for all. I mean, but that yeah, if, that if nobody count. went unless that didn't count. until right it doesn't count because until it's yeah. Sam yeah, Levine yeah. it doesn't yeah. matter. But you know what that. That opportunity, I remember uh, the email I got from you mm-hmm. was like, hey, you think you'd be interested in coming down to check out a showdown? And you send me the clip and you send me a video of it. And I watched it. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how did they shoot this? And I'm watching the video and I'm listening in the background. I'm hearing the crowd and everything I'm like this seems fun. Yeah. And then I go watch it. 
And yeah. I was like, oh, this is oh, this yeah. is nice. And um, I'm sitting on the side like everybody else does. And when the questions are being asked, yeah. you're like, mm-hmm. you know the answers to certain questions. And I remember talking to Christian Harloff. He's like, you think you can do this? He's like, I know you from, I know you from Screen Junkies. I'm like, thanks. He's like, you think you can do this? I was like, yeah, possibly. Okay. He's like, I'll give you a date. Never forget, I go down there for my first day. And Christian Christian didn't know anything about me. He didn't know much about it. He didn't know. He just knew he saw me on Screen Junkies. Yeah. I mean, I told him, but, but sometimes that doesn't click. It doesn't click. Christian had me do a promo. Yeah. He said, I just need, can you do a promo? I was like, what do you need? And yeah. he was like, can you just say this to that third? I said, okay, cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Had the camera roll. And I cut a promo. Christian was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where did that come from? I was like, yo, I was a pro wrestler for 15 years. Yeah. For real? Yeah. He lit up. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you didn't know I wrote for the WWE. I was like, hell no, I'd have been more happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> he did write 2001. Yeah, well, and I remember he came back, and I think he said something. He goes, I really, I really need Jay to win because, man, he just he just cut one hell of a promo. You know, so <laughs> I want to build on him here. And, and, and uh, then, then uh, it, it made perfect sense to me. But uh, then you get uh, tied in with uh, Brienne and Stacey, yeah. this Misfits thing. Uh, I'm fascinated by how that came about. Did so, they reach out to you? You reach out to them? So Christian had an idea. He wanted to do something different. He wanted to play around. And he wanted to help bring a little bit more out of Brienne. Sure. Because Brienne is real reserved. And I, I, she's like, no, she'll stay to herself. She, she's, that's cool. And I was like, all right. So Brienne and I, we talked. We'd, we'd already been corresponding back and forth for a while. Sure. And so I was like, Liz, Liz, what do you think about doing this? Yeah. I said, what do you think about going heel? She's like, what does that mean? Being a bad guy. Yeah. She's like, I don't know if I can do it. I said, well, here's what we'll do. Let me take the point on this. Yeah. Let me talk. And then as you feel comfortable... You can either have the personality come out or say something, right. but you don't have to rush saying anything right now. Mm-hmm. I can hand, trust me, I can handle it on the microphone. Yeah. I can do that part. She was like, okay. So the very first promo we cut, she put her headphones on because she didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. She said, like, I'm just doing like an eight mile. I'm going to have my headphones on yeah. and I'll let you talk. I don't know what you're going to say. And that's when I cut the promo that made almost everybody else pay attention again. Yeah. And she was like, what did you say? I said, you'll see it when it comes out. Yeah. And then she did the bride. Mm-hmm. And that's when everything happened. And then they were like, okay, well, what about Stacy? Stacy was like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> Stacy was so gung-ho about it. I was like, cool. I said, and here's the thing. I never want to be as if mm. I have to speak for you two. Yeah, yeah. I never want to be as if you two can't talk for yourself. Right. I never want to be that. I want to be where I can be your mouthpiece, but you all can speak for yourself well, just as well as I can. Right. If you want me to, you, you I can. If not, you can do it. Yeah. And there have been many promos that are like, yo, do you want to do it or do we want? I said, like, whatever you t- whatever you guys want to do. Right. I'm here. And so that's been fun helping out with that. And then the best part also has been the interaction with everybody else part of the game. Yeah. Um, Tom Dagnino has been one of the great ones to go back and forth with. Robert yeah. Meyer Burnett. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I started calling people the Kitten Club, I never thought it was gonna catch on like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a ran- it was literally a random pop in thought, and it caught on like all good promos, man. <laughs> and so it's I, I I have a ball doing it, you yeah. know, getting to be a personality and then getting to show. Like I do watch a lot. I've watched a lot of movies throughout life. I yeah. still am in movies, so like it's things I know. A little smart, you know. Just because I'm I'm proficient in a certain area doesn't mean I don't know about other parts. Right, right. And so being a part of that is fun as well. Yeah. So. That's good, man. You see, see, for the wrestling rings to the Schmodown Arena, it's all part of a bigger plan. You know what? I I never thought that 
the showdown was as big as it is. Yeah. I'll be honest. I, n- I never knew. And, again, fans coming out, coming up to see you. I first found out how big it was right after me and Brianna got together, I think. And I went back home to Chicago for C2E2 to cover it for my podcast. Yeah. And I had people stopping me. It's the first time this had ever happened in my life. Right. Yo, I saw you on the showdown. Huh? <laughs> what? I was so stuck and confused. I yeah. didn't know what to do. Yeah. But I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And I, I, tell every, I tell people who I talk to about it, you know, I'm grateful to Christian, Mark, you, and everybody that's given me an opportunity to do that and be a part of that and allow me to spread my wings in a sense with that. And I'm, I'm super grateful for it. Well, and, and hey, you know, for what it's worth, you're welcome. But it's also at the same time, I don't think that's needed because you you are the definition of taking chances and, and getting opportunities and running with them, whether it be screen junkies, mm-hmm. which was you. At a birthday party going, I know who you all, I know who you are and you guys need me. <laughs> a lot of people could say that. And a lot of people could be right, but then you still had to earn it. You still had to show up. It, yes. And you, you, you showed up and brought it. And then here, there's been a lot of people that we have said, hey, come do some Schmodown stuff. And it didn't work out. They've come watched and, nah, I can't do it and everything. So you showed up and you brought it, which Thank that you. is, you know, the part of Jay, we're going to put the spotlight on. So the, the other part, the part I have too, okay. we can deal with that part. The, 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 <laughs> the Jay in the window, just like the can on a roof. Yes. We're going to always have to deal with that, but that spotlight should be on this guy who's like, I got life in front of me and I'm going to get it. Yes. Right? Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely, man. What, where, are, where, where you're standing now, what are you looking at? Do you have any big plans? Do you have any goals? How do you approach that? Uh, so the goals right now um, are honestly to – I've watched what the internet community can do for people's careers. I've yeah. watched it. I've seen it. And uh, it's trying to u- utilize that to more connections, to doing more hosting on television, to right. you know maneuver my way into more TV shows, more film, and also more stand-up. Mm. I'm – Everyone always says, are you an actor that does stand-up? I say, no, I'm a stand-up that happens to act. Right, right. I'm a comedian at heart, and I know I can go in front of the camera and do what I need to do. So my goals have been just, you know, constantly keep auditioning, trying to open up doors, getting people to know my name mm-hmm. on a grander scale. Uh, I'm always like, well, where do you, you know, people are like, what are you doing? Well, I'm just grinding. I'm grinding. I tell people, no, I'm working on 19 different internet channels. Whenever somebody calls me, I'm there. <laughs> you know, I'm always there. Right. I'm out here constantly on stages. I'm writing ideas down for other people. I'm helping people with these, that, this, that, and the third, so people can know my name. I'm making sure people constantly see me and can associate the face with the name with the talent Mm -hmm. you know Mm because those are three different things people can say a name and a face but the talent also counts and i get as a whole talent is never enough talent is maybe two percent of everything that counts in any opportunity that you get but i wanted to be known that whatever opportunity i'm given i have the talent to back it up Mm -hmm. i'm not one of those people you can say well he can do this and then you put him on the spot and you're like oh well we gotta coach him yeah you know, yeah. not that person. Yeah. So that's been the biggest thing for me, man. So no specific goals, just an overall domination of the world. Actually, no, no. You know, just the same thing we try to do every night, Pinky. <laughs> try to take a – but actually trying to get – my goal is to be on a sitcom. I, I want to be on a sitcom so bad. Sure. That's, I'm pushing for that heavily. Uh, yeah. So, you know, just fingers crossed and – I believe in you, man. I believe in you. There's, there's a spirit about you that uh, – um, you know, uh, a lot of people are drawn to, and I hope Thank you, you realize that uh, you're you're a joy to have in rooms. You're a joy to be around. Thank you. And uh, you know, I I'll never want to get in a wrestling ring with you. I might want to manage against <laughs> you, but 
Uh, if you ever put on those uh, boots again, I, I hope uh, I hope to see it happen here in L.A. <laughs> you never point. know. It may happen. It, it's Listen, I, dude, it's been asked so much out here. Yeah. I almost got back in with Rikishi's fed at Knox Pro yeah. until I took a bad bump real quick and gave myself a mild concussion. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And, and also, we're a little older these days. I, 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 I was a, a booker and manager, so I didn't. I only had a couple little matches and spots. But uh, you, you did it for a long time, and your body might be telling Ooh, you some things. Tell me about it. But, uh, hey, Millennium Pro Wrestling and more park is always open to you if you need to come up and get your get your win, get your win back yes be good guys uh this has been a great interview a telling revealing interview with jay washington i hope you guys take to heart some of the things that uh, he's gone through and 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 shared and uh jake tell them where they can find you and about your show with the great bobby who has who, <laughs> i'm fast i want to meet this cat yeah because. i definitely introduce you to him uh you can find me on instagram twitter facebook everything is mr j washington m-r-j-a-y w-a-s-h-i-n-g-t-o-n and with bobby and i we have the trusty sidekick podcast so you can go to the trusty sidekick.com or on itunes google play what that is bobby and i get you caught up on everything in the marvel and dc live mm. tv show and cinematic universes and it's something unique because no one else mm. is covering every single show with all the movie news and TV news in a week. In a week. Like, you have to watch nine shows, <laughs> nine, ten shows. So we do that. It's a unique thing. I'm trying, we're trying to push that to get somebody to catch on. Like, yo, this is something different. Yeah. People have Marvel review shows. People have DC review shows. Yeah. Some may just have the Arrowverse, but they doing, they're doing everything. And it's two comics yeah. that are doing it. So we're having like a real down-to-earth man-to-man like you and I talking right sure. now. So it's never one of those, so this is what happened on Supergirl. <laughs> now nah, it's just like, yo, why the fuck? You know? It's what else. So it's those things like that. So definitely Love check it. that out. Uh, jwashington.com is my website. Please make sure you check that out. Yeah. Also, find me on the Movie Trivia Showdown with the Misfits, uh, Miss Movies, Brianna Chandler, Stacey Howard, Stacey, yeah. Stacey, Stacey Howard. Make sure you check that out. Download the uh, Movie Trivia Showdown app. You can play against me. That's right. Which is super dope. That, that is, that's right. That's what another thing. I'm like, yo. Yeah. So you catch me on there and, you know, just I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm, I pop up everywhere around YouTube and some other places. Please follow Follow Jay. Send him some love. Uh, if you're Schmodown fans, I'm sure you're listening and uh, already know who he is. But to those who don't know, catch the uh, catch the wave now because I, <laughs> I do believe in Mr. Washington. And uh, I do believe in you guys being my fans out there. You can like me, uh, like the official Knapsack Files Facebook page, like my official Facebook page. And Knapsack Files is on Patreon, patreon.com slash the Knapsack Files. Reached a new goal recently and a new uh, banner art thumbnail. That stuff's being worked on and on the way. That was the goal. And a new goal being formed right Right now, and my patrons are voting on it, and they're giving me some advice. That's what we do over there. So support me if you want. That's it for now. So for Jay Washington, for all of you out there with dreams of being big in the pro wrestling world, and then you end up being big in stand up, this one's for you. We'll see you next time.